welcome to Philly Talks Climate, where we talk about the climate crisis, how it affects Philadelphia, and how we solve this for our region. I'm Meenal Ravel, and I'll be your host. I'm joined this week by longtime friend Tanya Seaman. This is a rebroadcast of our April 19th show, as Meenal will be at the Netroots Nation Conference this week and will be presenting a climate question to the presidential candidates on Saturday afternoon. For more about this convergence of progressives across the United States, see netrootsnation.org. This week, we'll talk about how to get to zero waste in a city most recognized by our litter. So much litter that our government has developed a litter index for our neighborhoods. Looking at the litter index, as well as Philly 311 complaints about illegal dumping, we learned that districts 1, 2, and 5, Greater Center City and South Philly, seem to be the most littered. These council district seats are held by Mark Squilla, Kenyatta Johnson, and Daryl Clark. If you have large items, such as old furniture, tires, yard waste, or more than a normal amount of trash, Residents of Philadelphia can drop it off at one of the sanitation convenience centers managed by the city. I'm afraid you'll need a car to do this, which may be one reason why so many residents resort to dumping. What does litter and trash have to do with the climate crisis? Great question. Most of our trash gets incinerated, which means it ends up back in our air and water in the form of ashes and noxious fumes. These fumes overload the atmosphere, make the air unbreathable, and kill off a lot of marine life in the process. Even much of our recyclable material is getting incinerated these days. So we need to produce less of it. Less trash, less litter, and fewer recyclables. You're listening to Philly Talks Climate on Philly Cam, our community access media station in Philadelphia. What is zero waste? Per Wikipedia, the goal of a zero-waste philosophy is for nothing to be sent to landfills, incinerators, or the ocean. Zero-waste refers to waste management and planning approaches that emphasize waste prevention as opposed to waste management. It is a whole systems approach that aims for a massive change in the way materials flow through our society, resulting in no waste. Zero waste encompasses more than eliminating waste through recycling and reuse. It focuses on restructuring production and distribution systems to reduce waste. Zero waste provides guiding principles for continually working towards eliminating waste, similar to the way that resources are reused in nature. Our city has a goal to achieve zero waste by 2035. Sadly, this has been interpreted as zero waste sent to landfills. This is why the current administration considers sending waste to incinerators acceptable. What zero waste should mean is no waste goes to landfills or incinerators, not even those dubbed to be waste-to-energy plant. These end up emitting toxins into our already polluted air. Zero waste also means that no recyclables, especially plastics, whose fumes are toxic, are incinerated, since this would further erode our air quality and worsen public health. Zero waste also means that food and yard waste, collectively called organic waste, are not considered trash and are not disposed of, but turned into compost and used to create soil, fertilizer, and biogas. This is soil and fertilizer we can use for our parks and urban farms. 
biogas could be used as a substitute for fracked gas without the fracking. What are we doing about zero waste in Philadelphia? Well, while our city has developed a litter index, we have organized a citizens campaign called Litter Free Philly, where we educate neighbors about our litter problems and offer some solutions. A current focus of the Litter Free Philly campaign is working with council member Mark Squilla on legislation for retailers to charge a fee on single-use bags. They have a petition on their website that you could support. See litterfreephilly.wordpress.com. Hi, I'm Councilman Mark Squilla. I'm looking to introduce legislation this year to deal with one of our major problems here in the city of Philadelphia. That problem deals with single-use plastic bags. Bags we see in our city streets, in our rivers, and throughout the city of Philadelphia. Working with Zero Waste and our litter cabinet, we want to now introduce this legislation that will reduce plastic bags by up to 80% in the first year. This is not the end, but just the start of helping to reduce our carbon footprint and keeping our city clean. This is Mino and Tanya on Philly Talks Climate, a weekly radio show on Philly Cam and also a podcast at phillytalksclimate.com. Why are we working to reduce single-use plastic bags? Plastic bags are problematic for many reasons. First, they're made from fossil fuels, usually petroleum. Second, they're not biodegradable, and they pretty much live forever without breaking down into organic matter the way other materials do. When they are not disposed of, quote-unquote, properly, by which I mean put into a landfill, they end up in our oceans and choke sea life. You've probably seen them trapped in tree branches, too. It's just wasteful when we use items for a few minutes and then throw them away. What do we hope to achieve? Oh, well, by charging a fee for single-use bags, we expect people will shift to bringing their own reusable bags to the checkout counter. The bright side is that reusable bags are stronger, so they're able to carry more and won't break. Their cloth handles are more comfortable, too, than plastic bags, especially with the heavier loads. What have other cities, states, and even other countries done about single-use plastics? Well, we found that single-use plastic bags are banned in 62 countries around the world. 31 of these countries charge a fee for single-use plastics. Bangladesh was the first to implement a ban back in 2002, after the two biggest supermarket chains in Australia banned single-use plastic grocery bags, the consumption of plastic bags in Australia dropped by 80% in three months. Some states have or are considering a ban. Notably, California has had a ban since 2016 on large retailers offering single-use plastic bags. Hawaii prohibits non-biodegradable plastic bags at the checkout. And New York is the state with the most single-use plastic bags given out by retailers. They're planning on a ban statewide by 2020. Some states are charging a fee. In 2016, California implemented a minimum charge for recycled paper bags, reusable plastic bags, and compostable bags. Washington, D.C. has had a five-cent charge on all plastic and paper carryout bags since 2009. And in New York State, counties can charge a five-cent fee for paper bags. So should Philly have a fee or a ban on single-use plastic bags? When bans are in place, people will choose the free option, which is usually a paper bag or a heavier plastic bag, as those aren't banned. Unfortunately, both of these end up being used only once. 
A fee for any type of bag discourages people from paying for a single-use bag. Chicago, I heard, moves to a seven-cent fee after initially banning single-use plastic bags. Bans of free paper bags cut into grocers' profits as paper bags cost over three times as much as the thin plastic ones we want to get rid of. San Francisco has a bag ban and charges 10 cents for any other single-use bag. Seems like these hybrid options are much more effective than outright bans of free single-use bags. Washington, D.C. saw a 60% decrease in single-use bags and a commensurate decrease in bags floating down the Potomac River. 80% of the residents there felt positive or neutral about the fee. The fee makes people think twice about whether they even need a bag. Many people reuse them for their trash can and dog waste, and paying for them at the checkout counter could be a cheaper alternative than buying other bags. It is common for the plastics industry to sue municipalities that attempt to implement a tax. This is really just a tactic to keep a city from banning their products. So cities have gotten around this by requiring retailers to charge a fee, a fee that the retailers are able to keep. Municipalities can set minimum per bag fees. Some retailers in Philly don't have a free bag option. The other day I wasn't planning to go shopping, but stomped in at a store, and I could have hand-carried out the item, but I didn't. The cashier asked me if I wanted to buy a bag, and I agreed, so I bought a very nice, reusable, sturdy bag for $2 in addition to my purchase. You're listening to Philly Talks Climate with Mina Lentania on PhillyCam, our community access media station in Philadelphia. What is the state doing about zero waste? Every day, unwitting Pennsylvanians are barraged with products that were expected to purchase and use, and then throw away. Only, there is no away, said Penn Environment Executive Director David Mazur. Instead, it ends up in landfills where it can cause water pollution, in incinerators that cause air pollution, or blowing around in our neighborhoods in the form of litter. Nothing we use for a few minutes should pollute our environment, neighborhoods, rivers, and oceans for centuries to come. David Mazur said this at a press conference earlier this week, and that's where we have some news you can use. They had a, they meaning Pan Environment, had a state level initiative called Zero Waste PA, which is a package of bills introduced by 15 state house members. What's included in this package? The first six bills would affect most of us in our daily lives. They would ban polystyrene containers, which we know as styrofoam, increase penalties for littering, limit plastic straw use, charge a fee on single-use plastic bags, charge a deposit on beverage containers, and encourage the use of reusable water bottles. The other four bills affect the city more directly. They would increase the waste disposal fee at landfills, increase the recycling fee, authorize local recycling fees, and divert organic waste from incinerators and landfills. And then there are bills to recycle cigarette filters, recycle plastic packaging, and update the e-waste recycling law. These are all worthy of our support. Let's go into each one a bit. So banning polystyrene or styrofoam containers. This ban would prohibit food establishment from, from using polystyrene containers to distribute prepared foods. Polystyrene is a problem for several reasons. First, it is suspected to be toxic to humans, containing carcinogens and neurotoxins. Since styrofoam is often used as an insulator for hot foods, 
When it's heated, these toxins can be released into our food and absorbed into our bloodstream and tissues. Second, non-humans don't recognize styrofoam as an artificial material and they mistake it for food, which causes them harm if they eat it in significant quantities. As styrofoam is light, it blows in the wind and floats on water. Berkeley in California banned styrofoam containers as early as 1987. This new styrofoam bill in Pennsylvania has been introduced as House Bill 627 by Representative Tim Briggs. The second bill is to increase penalties for littering. This bill is meant to discourage litterers and illegal dumpers by increasing the fines and penalties for those caught illegally throwing away their garbage. We have weekly curbside trash pickup in Philadelphia, and it's reprehensible that we throw trash with abandon in our own neighborhoods. This bill is expected to be introduced by Representative Donna Bullock. The third bill would limit plastic straw use. It would prohibit establishments from offering plastic straws, but would allow them to respond to customer requests for them. So what's so bad about plastic straws? Well, first, it's a single-use plastic product. Two, straws end up in, this, in the nostrils and bellies of sea creatures, starving them of the nutrients they need to survive. This bill has been introduced as House Bill 1176 by Representative Mary Jo Daly. The fourth bill is to charge a fee on single-use bags. This bill would charge a fee of two cents on each single-use plastic bag used by purchasers of consumer goods at retail establishments that sell more than $1 million worth of goods every year. The fees collected would be used to support recycling. This bill is expected to be introduced by Representatives Brian Sims and Jared Solomon. The fifth bill would charge a deposit on beverage containers. It would charge a five-cent beverage bottle and can deposit in, in Pennsylvania. This would help reduce our litter since consumers or someone else will be motivated to return these containers to reclaim the five-cent deposit. This bill is expected to be introduced by Representative Wendy Ullman. The sixth bill would encourage the use of reusable water bottles by requiring that newly constructed state buildings as well as existing buildings undergoing plumbing renovations install water bottle filling stations. We'd sure love to see this expanded to all public buildings in Philadelphia because, well, water is a human right and single-use plastic bottles end up on the street, sometimes in recycling bins but mostly in incinerators and landfills and clogging our storm drains. We have water pipes bringing water to each building. We don't need bottled water trucked to us also. This bill is expected to be introduced by Representative Perry Warren. Seventh bill would increase waste disposal fees at landfill from $4 a ton to 8 This would help support conservation and environmental protection programs. This bill is expected to be introduced by South Philly's Representative Liz Fiedler. The eighth bill would increase the recycling fee that landfill operators pay. This is the first increase in 30 years. This bill is expected to be introduced by Representative Mary Isaacson. The ninth bill would uh, authorize counties to collect fees to maintain existing recycling programs, to clean up illegal dumping sites and litter, and programs for alternative energy. This bill is expected to be introduced by Representative Patty Kim. The tenth bill would divert organic waste or food scraps from our landfills and incinerators and could spur a local market for organic waste composting. 
Currently, Philadelphia's compostable food waste is being incinerated in nearby Delaware County, affecting their local air quality. This bill is expected to be introduced by Representative Danielle Freel Otten. The 11th bill would recycle cigarette filters with a 20-cent deposit on each pack of cigarettes. This bill is expected to be introduced by Representative Chris Rabb. The 12th bill is about recycling plastic packaging and is expected to be introduced by Representative Melissa Schusterman. The 13th and final bill would update our e-waste recycling law, taking the best practices from other states. This bill is expected to be introduced by Representative Mike Zabel. We intend to be on the lookout for these bills and will be supporting them. Details for you to engage with your elected representative will be posted on our website at phillytalksclimate.com. What else could we be doing for a zero-waste Philadelphia? We need to make sure everyone recycles. Today, everyone is required to recycle in every building in the city. However, the city only collects trash and recycling from residential properties. Commercial buildings, including apartment buildings, are left to decide for themselves if and how they recycle. With not much enforcement by the city, this unfortunately means that many office buildings and even institutional buildings do not recycle. If the city were the sole contractor for trash and recycling and manage an operation that makes use of our current private haulers, this would reduce truck emissions and congestion in our street. We also need better educated constituents. The city needs to teach everyone how to recycle, including school children, office cleaning crews, and its own staff consistently. For example, we've been told pizza boxes can't be recycled, but when we place them in the trash can, our trash doesn't get picked up. Consistent education, that's what we need. We also need to stop using single-use plastics and encourage reusables. The first step to achieving zero waste is to reduce the amount of single-use plastics. We're talking about checkout bags, takeout food containers, bottled water, styrofoam cups, and plastic straws. The city could give away cloth and mesh bags, similar to how they give away recycling bins now. Consumers need to be able to use their own reusable containers in stores and takeout eateries. Bottled water should not be available in municipal offices, schools, or at street festivals, and should be replaced with water-filling stations and water fountains. Building and landscaping codes for institutions and public spaces must include water fountains with refilling stations, and they should be available year-round. Government buildings such as City Hall, Council Chambers, and our courthouses should allow personal containers with food and liquid. For delivered food, companies uh, could make use of durable food containers that can be washed and reused. This could be developed into a new local industry like linen washing for hotels and restaurants. Today, when you buy delivered food, it comes in containers that were produced far away with plastic and paper. Plastic from petroleum and paper from the world's forests. They were then trucked to the restaurant, filled with food, and minutes later, consumed by you. Their useful life was maybe an hour. When you are done with the food, the container will go in the trash and live forever as that container without ever decomposing. All of this for maybe an hour of use. Until the last couple of decades, this sort of throwaway culture did not exist. While this would be a major shift for most people, we think that people would very quickly appreciate leak-proof containers, as well as a huge reduction in the trash to haul to the curb each week. 
The city could also reduce the waste sent to landfills and incinerators by distributing compost bins and teaching residents how to compost. For people without backyards, the city could organize community composting programs and offer curbside pickup of compostable items such as food waste, leaves, tree branches, and Christmas trees. Institutions and office buildings, including municipal buildings, schools, and hospitals, should set up food waste receptacles and have pickups of compostables. Other cities have implemented this, notably San Francisco. One-third of our food is wasted, and sadly, it ends up getting incinerated or dumped in a landfill instead of composted. But before it becomes compost, whatever is edible should be contributed to organizations that distribute it to people who have too little food. That's it for our segment on Zero Waste. Since we aired this show in mid-April, a plastic bag ban has been introduced by Councilmember Mark Squilla. And since then, the state has disallowed municipalities from banning plastic bags. Clearly, we have some work to do. But don't worry, we're on it. To connect with concerned others, join Physicians for Social Responsibility for a live stream discussion about the health impacts of unconventional gas development on Saturday, July 13th. This event is an opportunity for healthcare providers and interested members of the general public to learn about the health impacts of fracking. Details about this event are on our Connect page of Philly Talks Climate. Thanks for listening to Philly Talks Climate with Nina Lentania. Oh, heaven. Sees if you try. Sky.